It's eight minutes after five o'clock and we continue our reaction to the medium-term budget policy statement that was delivered by uh, the Minister of Finance a bit earlier on in Cape Town. We'll be speaking to Matthew Parks uh, from Kosatu and then we're also speaking to Eddie Ragibe, who is a senior researcher for political economy at the Mapungube Institute for Strategic Reflection and also speaking to Letiwe Sunotumongosu, who's a network mobilizer at uh, the youth capital. So we're getting their reaction um, to the budget policy policy statement. So the medium term budget policy statement has highlighted a painful revisions being made over the next three years. Under the spotlight is the financial state of Transnet, the rising debt to GDP and also the fiscal efficiency of government departments given the budget cuts. Let's start off the, the conversation with Matthew Parks, acting national spokesperson and a parliamentary coordinator for COSATU. Matthew, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. So the minister is saying that what this budget policy statement is doing is committing that government is directing scarce fiscal resources towards key priority areas, including frontline services and social protection. Do you think that that's what you got? Um, well, we're not sure how you would come to that conclusion because it's cuts to key frontline service departments. So it doesn't make sense because health, police, education will, will receive uh, health, uh, below inflation increases over the next two years. Home Affairs is getting a 6.5 billion rand cut immediately. Um, they've budgeted for a reduction of police service headcount. So I'm not sure how is that reinforcing frontline service delivery. Like yep. That's the opposite. So, so what does it mean? Because this is what the minister is saying. He's saying that we are directing those scarce, scarce fiscal resources towards key priority areas, including the frontline services and social protection. Well, Home Affairs is a key frontline service mm. for when people go and fetch their IDs. They've cut this year the budget by 6.5 billion times. So that means longer queues, not shorter queues. The police head service headcount has decreased from 20,000 to 170,000 personnel. Sorry, over the last decade, they put in the budget that the police headcount will continue to, to be reduced. So that's not going to reduce crime; it's going to allow crime to increase. Um, health has reduced the health budget this year, and over the medium-term expenditure framework, it'll be further reduced. So that's not going to reinforce the that's, that's a decrease. I think that's the greatest strategy, strategy that we're facing many crises in the country. Tepid economic growth, 42% unemployment rate, 60% user unemployment rate. We're still dealing with issues of labor sharing. Trust rates on its knees. Trust is in ICU. Municipalities are collapsing. Other SOEs are hanging on for dear life. There's nothing in the budget that will turn them around. The fiscal pressure right now the state is experiencing of a 56 billion rand revenue shortfall. You can give it later on transit doorstep. That's because transit is not shipping your mining and manufacturing agricultural goods to the markets on time, etc. Mm-hmm. If you don't address that, then we're going to continue to be in a crisis. The only response by government has been to say, well, we need to reduce the wage bill. They've reduced the wage bill from 35% of the budget in the past few years to 31% of the budget today. The public servants have been taking the hit, feeling the pinch. Mm. But they're not the problem. The problem is Load shedding is corruption. It's collapsing as we do. Disintegrating transnet. You don't address that issue. There's no amount of pickpocketing a nurse is going to fix this. Just because you pay a nurse peanuts doesn't mean the trains are going to run on time. So government's got to start dealing with the issues of mismanagement of the state yep. and how to grow the economy. Is a reconfiguration of cabinet the answer, do you think? Um, this has been something that has been mooted for some time now. I think a dismissal from the ministers would be a solution. Yes, we agree, cabinet should be reduced, but we've got a plethora of, 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 of incompetent people in, in cabinet. We have a mini rally of deputy ministers who nobody knows what exactly do these ones do. 
we can reduce that. But there needs to be consequences because you have had some ministers who under their watch, their departments or SOEs died. We've had a minister of transport who allowed Metro Rail to collapse during 2020, during COVID, who allowed informal settlements to be built on train lines. Did nothing. Plus, it's notorious for failing to spend money that government gives it for infrastructure. That means it didn't lift a finger. So there has to be consequences in the state. And sadly, is we've built a culture of mediocrity across the state. Did you get a sense that the government has a plan when it comes to economic growth at all? No, there's no plan. Outside of trying to consolidate and trying to make sure that you don't spend as much money as you uh, currently spending. But then, yeah. Grow the economy. yeah. No, I mean, so you can look, reducing expenditure, that's a fiscal balance sheet issue, it's an accounting issue, that's fine. But it's not going to grow the economy. Growing the economy means you remove the blockages to the economy, like load shedding, like crippled transit, like inefficient ports, like metro rail or like basic services being developed by municipalities. That's how you grow the economy. They're not doing it. If you want to grow the economy, you give more money to the industrial financing programs or the export incentive programs. But they're not because they're reducing them. So what we have is Treasury, which is a very unusual sense of economics, um, thinks that will grow the economy by nursing. Do you think they should have given Transnet uh, the bailout that they're asking for? So they need to give transit a package of support from appointing competent permanent management, giving support to transit to reduce wasteful expenditure, to get the law enforcement institutions on board to deal with the issues of corruption, of criminality, of vandalism, of cable theft, of arson. Um, and then, yes, then give them financial support, but it has to be with strong management and a strong turnaround plan in place of transit. We haven't seen that, so we understand why Treasury is reluctant, but you need to come with a comprehensive intervention because transit, like ESCOM, is so critical for the economy, we can't afford for it to fail. Yep, thank you so much for your time. Matthew Parks, the acting national spokesperson and parliamentary coordinator for COSATU. Listening into the conversation is Eddie Ragibe, senior researcher for political economy at the Mapungube Institute for Strategic Reflection, that is better known as MISTRA. Eddie, good afternoon. Thank you so much for making time for us. Starting off the conversation where we left off with um, with uh, Matthew Parks there, looking at the Transnet and the minister saying that Transnet has cost us 5% of uh, GDP in 2022 but on top of that though Transnet is not going to get the money that they're looking for and the minister as you just heard now in the bulletin perhaps that Transnet is negotiating with government through the media yeah well I mean um, he, the minister is actually right Transnet is costing the, the economy quite a lot of of money and unfortunately the reason why we've got a revenue gap is, is, is it's largely because of transit a lot of mining companies have not been able to transport their exports outside of the country and as a result we've got all these revenue gaps because we can't collect on a corporate income tax and and i i really don't think transnet is negotiating through the media i think there's a case for 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 the for the country to support um uh, Transnet, and I actually think that Minister is bluffing. They're, they're actually going to provide Transnet with this, the finance it needs in a, a, perhaps in the next budget or so, because we have seen it happen before when some of these SOEs get into trouble, the Minister will come and make this big statement, big, big statement about not going to bail out SOEs, but in the latest budget we see them, and it has, it has happened, I mean, just recently. Like in the in the February budget, the minister did not say did not make provision for the increase of the salaries. But now, uh, the, uh, along the lines, they've made provision for that uh, increase in the salaries, so, which is actually bad management in my view. 
we need to the minister has got to make sure that there is that provision even if it's 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 an it's an unpopular provision but at least for budget planning they need to be making that provision what, what's the risk the if they don't the, if they if they don't then make that provision it, mm. it 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 depends on the on the credibility of the budget because we are sitting here today with the revenue shortfall that we could have actually foreseen if had we budgeted for the for the for the for the for the wage increase, we would not be sitting today here with the with this uh, revenue revenue gap because we would have uh, budgeted for it. But it depends on the credibility of the budget, and it makes it difficult for 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 transit to plan going going forward because they don't know if they are going to be receiving any type of uh, any type of assistance or not. All that we know is that Transnet is being helped through you know this you know CEO initiative that Transnet is is going to be receiving funding. Transnet is going to be privatized, but nothing is very clear. So it it creates a lot of uncertainty for Transnet, and they they are able to plan going forward. And it, most likely we're going to see even the performance of Transnet deteriorating even further going forward because of this very issue. In your piece, you also write about that six percent of uh, economic growth that we experienced back in two thousand and six. Um, gone are those days, and now we're sitting with the situation where. Uh, you look at, for instance, government debt is um, expected to stabilize at around 77% to GDP by 2025-2026. And uh, in the next three years, servicing um, the um, the debt is going to cost us around 21, 21 cents uh, to the rand. Yeah, well, I mean, it's a... I, actually, I don't think that it, 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 it's going to settle at that level. Mm. It's probably it's probably going to increase even further because the economy is 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 not growing, and we are not even we don't have a, a, a debt reduction strategy to make sure that going forward we're not going to be borrowing. Actually, what is happening, which what is what the minister is saying, is that because of this uh, growing redemptions, we are now borrowing to have to pay debt to to pay back. The, the the debt, which is, I mean, we really find ourselves in a in a serious pickle, and these are the conditions under which uh, the the gear, which everybody doesn't really like, was actually adopted because the the economy was really in a bad situation. So we find ourselves again in that very situation where the country is battling, you know, this huge uh, 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 debt to GDP crisis. A deficit is growing. Uh, in February. We had anticipated that the deficit was going to be about 280 billion. We're now sitting now the revised estimate is about 330 billion, and and that's because the economy is growing. And in his in his analysis, the the treasury actually in the, in the analysis actually the treasury actually shows that the rest of the economy has actually recovered from COVID-19 and the Ukraine war. It's only South Africa which is lagging behind. We are only growing at. 0.9% while the rest of the of the of the you know developing economies are growing at 3% per annum which is a growth issue that Matthew, Matthew was already talking about is how do we then try to make sure that we stimulate the economy so that it grows further the only way i mean to reduce that debt is is through growing uh, through the uh, uh, growing the economy otherwise we need to really have to take strict very strict uh, 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 cost reduction measures which i suppose is an unpopular uh, thing but at some point these are the things that uh, the, uh, the minister has got to take bold decisions and some of these things unfortunately even though we have, we might blame the minister they have to happen at uh, at a budget implementation level where is budget implementation level budget implementation level occurs in the departmental level if you read the report of the auditor general about where actually the money goes you will actually find that a lot of money 
without with us away with uh, maladministration, you know, cost overruns, the projects are taking time to complete. All of those things they they balloon into this. You know, the money goes there, but we find ourselves here sitting here with this big huge that when actually all these departments are wasting money through maladministration. Just quickly in conclusion, where would you say the immediate priority should be? Well, I think the immediate priority is to reduce the debt, really, honest, quite quite frankly. It's, it's to just to make sure that, uh, especially it's just to pay off uh, this debt. The redemption that the minister is talking about, because we are borrowing to, to finance the debt. So it, for, for me, it, it would even mean we need to stop certain programs within certain spending program if it means stopping those programs so that we can redeem this debt i think that should be the, the, the priority going forward thank you so much for your time that is eddie rakabe who is a researcher at mistra and so the minister saying that by um, the financial year 2026 2027 we will pay 21 cents for every one rand um, that government is able to collect in terms of government revenue to service debt costs.